You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layers Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, how are you? Doing good, Kyle. Doing good. Just had uh, class. Um, done early? Yeah, done a little bit early, so that's nice. Uh, what else has been happening? I've been cooking a lot. That's been good. That is, I just, um, I picked uh, our whole garden tonight. Hell yeah. Just to, to bring in for the, for the winter. So What do you fun. got? Uh, we have, uh, pr- I mean, this is our first year actually like doing anything sure, with, sure. so we did, I had some, um, jalapenos, um, chive, um, green onion, nice. uh, basil. And then, um, we had some cilantro earlier, but now that's kind of dead. Nice. So, overall cool. good, overall good, good little crop this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kyle. I, I tried to make like a, like a, uh, kind of like a French onion dip today. With mm. the chive and the, it was fine. I mean, it was, okay. I'd rather, I should just buy them moving forward. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Julian, today we're going to talk about uh, just our 2021, 2022, like season predictions. So yeah, um, standings on both sides, <clears throat> like season awards and be a champion. Um, there's really not much Timberwolves news. Uh, we talked about the preseason game that they won, they, they beat the Pelicans. And we kind of talked about some observations from that last week. I guess like the one thing that you actually texted me this. Um, so for those who have paid attention this off season, it's been, been really weird of guys in, in the front office, just kind of like leaving yeah. on their own. Like we saw it, uh, Robbie Sika left. Um, uh, th- I mean, like, and obviously this was all addressed two weeks ago when Gerson got let go, that he was really difficult to work with. Um, uh, very telling. Um, John Krasinski had the scoop. Uh, Zarko, I'm, I'm, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Durisic, um, 
he was there for every year I was there. I think he's been there for like 20 or 30 years. Yeah, super long honestly. time. Um, super popular scout, like outgoing and tall and just kind of goofy and everybody liked him. Um, he quit this summer because uh, he didn't like working with Gerson or Gerson didn't like working with him or whatever. It was a contract dispute. Yeah. But like they tried to like stiff him. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, yeah, I think you're right. I think I do remember that. Um, but then, but that always comes down to like, in my mind, like, yep, you need the right money and whatever, but also like for him, it's just worth not working. Right. Like, Oh, I'm just not going to work. Like that seems like worse than, yeah. I mean, right. So it seemed like there was, um, whatever, but, uh, he's back now with, uh, Sasha and Gupta in charge. Uh, he got, he got, a uh, Zarko back. So, um, yeah, uh, John Krasinski wrote a really long kind of inside the first couple days of Sasha Gupta's regime uh, piece that went up today. I have full disclosure. I've not had time to read it. Um, maybe we maybe we'll read that and uh, roll that into the yeah. next pod along with any uh, kind of preseason updates. Yeah, for sure. That's smart. Um, I like that. But yeah, so um, not much. Uh, Wolves play again on you. Pr- we're recording this on a Thursday night. So you're probably listening to this on Friday. They play tonight then. They play the Nuggets. Um, so we'll get some kind of more takeaways from what to expect from the Wolves. And um, Patrick Beverly said it best, I think, in the – like it was – it ended up being a really close game, but he basically was like, we were blowing them out when we had our players that were actually yeah. going to play for us this year. Right. And so um, good news there. Uh, all right, Julian, let's get to our uh, prediction. So first let's go through our – East and Western conference prediction. So um, in my West, um, I'm going to go, I guess I'll just go uh, uh, best to worst that I think. Um, and I'll give you just a little snippet on each. Uh, the Suns, um, I I think they'll like that. I, really, you could convince me of any of these top three teams that they would win the West. And that's yeah. the Suns, Lakers, yep. and Jazz. Um, I don't know what order they'll finish, but it seems uh, the Lakers seem like they're the overwhelming favorite, but like, um, they could also be the team that's full of veterans and they are fine not winning the number one seed. Um, I like the Warriors at number four, um, and the Mavericks at five and the Mavericks are the team that I had the toughest time not putting higher because I think Luca is so good. Uh, nugget six worried about Jamal Murray. Um, I think they could even go lower than this. Um, Blazers, uh, seven Grizzlies, eight. I really like the Grizzlies this year. I, th- I think John Morant makes that leap. Uh, uh, Clippers nine, no Kawhi, but I think we saw from the, from the playoffs that, that, uh, a Paul George led team can be good. And then I got the wolves at number 10. Um, and you know, before preseason, I don't know if I would have had them honestly in there, but everything that's happened over the last three weeks, I feel way better about them. Um, so it was, I was tempted to even put them at like number nine, but, um, Julian, what do you got? This is a really tough one, man. I it's it's like every team I kind of saw when I put the number by them and I was like, this is too low. And then I tried to move them up higher and it's like, well, who the hell am I replacing here? So we have the same top three. I have them in a different order. I have Jazz, Suns, Lakers. I I don't think the Lakers are going to be stressing winning regular season games enough for them to be a two seed. Um, but just with LeBron and AD, you know, that alone, I don't. I think as long as, I mean, assuming some level of, of good health, I think we have to assume that they're going to be a home court team. Yeah. Um, so, and I, with the jazz, I, you know, I just think like this is, they really got to go for it this year. Um, and maybe, maybe they will take a different approach after they didn't have playoff success. Like maybe they'll spend more time resting their guys, but I don't think they lost that serious because they were tired. Um, 
So, so I think they're going to go for it again. I well, think and that's a weird thing, right? Because it's like Conley and Mitchell were hurt. So it's yeah, like, right. And they all they had to do was beat the Clippers without Kawhi. Exactly. They couldn't do it. So yeah, I think there is like this sense of urgency there. Yeah. That so if you I, don't I think, make a run yeah. this year, you probably have to like try to blow. Like I don't know if that means getting rid of Gobert or whatever, but yeah. And similarly, I think with the Suns, you know, there's kind of this narrative that their championship run wasn't legit, and so I think they will be, which I think is bullshit but yeah you know i think they're they're gonna really come out and try to prove a lot of people wrong uh one thing to watch on that is this deandre ayton stuff that's yeah happening. that's weird i was um, gonna mention that it's pretty weird yeah like, like you don't usually see this happening especially with a player as good as ayton and especially a player who like we saw him grow in front of our eyes of like this guy that might not be worthy of a number one pick to like, oh, this guy's changing games in the playoffs. He's, he's a really good defense. Like he's probably one of the top five big man defenders in the league and his offensive game is coming along really well. So I bet they work it out um, and he just gets the max. But for those of you who maybe haven't read this story, the Suns basically said that they don't think DeAndre Ayton's worth the full max. Yeah, um, trying to put extension. in a bunch of like escalators and like, yeah, you can make this much, but... Uh, so... I don't know. I don't know. So that's something to watch, but I still think that team will be really good. And I think that they really like each other and have good camaraderie. I like what they did in the off season. Um, so I think the Suns will be good again. Uh, fourth, I have the nuggets. I'm a little less worried about, I think I just believe, I really think Jokic is just incredible. And I think he's just going to keep making the guys around him better. Fifth, I have the Clippers. That might be too high for them. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that might be too high for them. So I might, you know, the, the next yeah. couple teams, I don't know, but you but, know, that's a good team. I was going to say, and like we saw in the playoffs, like without Kawhi, they were able to make that run. And I mean, we'll get into the, like the nets in a little bit in the East, but like, obviously you would rather have Kawhi than not have Kawhi. But like, when you know, you're not going to have him for the whole year, like you're preparing mm-hmm. a little differently. And I don't know. I, so I yeah, mean, I think I, this I, is also like the perfect year for kind of a Paul George redemption. Cause he was legitimately in the MVP conversation three years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that we could see that again. Cause I, yeah. So I think, I think they're going to, I think I'm fine with them at fifth, sixth. I have the Mavs. Um, I agree that Luke is so good. I, I don't know what's going on with the rest of that roster. So much hinges yeah. on Kristaps Porzingis. And, and it's like Jason like kid. Like, yeah, I know the Jason kid weirdness. He's never been a good coach. Like, they're already weird. There's already weird stuff. I don't know. That just doesn't feel good to me. Um, seven, I have the Blazers. Maybe a Homer thing again, but I could see them sneaking no, I, up. No, I like that. Like, I mean, expect even like it, like, especially because it, it seems like they're more like most more likely to make a trade to make them better than get rid of right. Lillard. So it's yeah. like, I mean, that's where, like, if they also make their Ben Simmons team because they gave up McCollum. Like then you're talking like they could be a top five team in the West and probably a little more. I mean, people also just like, aren't talking about the fact that at all that CJ and Nurk missed half the season last year. Um, And, and when Nurk is playing and if, if Nurk can stay healthy, that's really the key. Cause when he plays, they're really good. Um, And and they're actually even good defensively, which, you know, not usually their strong suit. Eighth, they have the Warriors. Uh, That's going to definitely be the one that I think, I'm yeah. So tell me what I, I, I have I them don't... at four, but I, I mean, I, just, I, yeah. I, I'll tell you why I like them first. Um, I like them because I think clay comes back in January, they ease him back. Um, but I like them because I think Wiseman makes a huge leap because it's a, not a weird COVID off season. Well, I mean, it's still yeah. a weird COVID, but like, not like, Oh yeah. Like we don't get to do no, any preparation. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you get a full off season where there's not as much pressure. Like I, I don't know. I, 
and now that the Wiggins, like he's not the most important player on their team, but like if he wasn't playing and not vaccinated and like whatever was going to miss half the games, like, yeah, then you're like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I like that they're, they're, they're mixed. And then it's like Steph Curry. I don't yeah. Know. No. And I, I, I totally understand the argument for them being higher. I just don't really know like what, like is if you know there's just so many what ifs it's like steph is going to have to carry an enormous burden on this team and i know that steph is an mvp but the rest of, again the rest of that roster is not that impressive and especially if clay is coming back and like either being super eased in or super you know not his former self you know I, i'll just say i i would be way more worried about them in the playoffs than i would be about them finishing high in the regular season cuz i think that's another team I could see them saying we need to give our young guys some run because when it comes to the playoffs, we have to, we're going to need them and they have to get practice basically. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I have the wolves at nine. I have the Grizzlies at 10. I also think the Grizzlies are, are good, but I just couldn't really figure out who to rank them above. Yeah, I know it's kind of optimistic about the wolves right now. So it's hard because like just by looking, well, one thing on the warriors, I, I don't know if I did this on purpose to put them up higher, but like, and I did this with a few teams in the East as well, like where I just put them up maybe a spot higher simply because I'm like, maybe they get Bradley Beal or maybe they get one yeah. of these weird guys <laughs> right. that like, yeah, like totally. the Warriors didn't suddenly like give up like, yeah, whoever, like, you know, a deal with Wiggins, Wiseman and like a bunch of first round picks. And then you get yeah. whatever. Um, but the crazy thing with the West, like probably apart from like the Wolves and Grizzlies, um, I would say are probably the two teams that I would not put in this category, but you could tell me that the uh, nuggets are the number one seed and the Lakers are the six seed. Like, I don't know how likely that is, but you could tell me the blazers are the three seed and the Suns are the six seed. Like there are so many variables here. Like unlike the, I I think the Eastern conference is a little more predictable, but uh, the West is a bloodbath. And then you're not even talking about, and I know like we all shit on the Pelicans and I think deservedly so, but like, if they have a healthy Zion, like they still have Brandon Ingram, like maybe they figure it out and they're yeah. like nine or 10. Um, like the Spurs, like we all like count them out. Um, and I think I, I'm not super confident about them, but bad. like, but, but also like, who knows? Like, right. You could exactly. tell me that they're the ninth seed in February. And I'd be like, be like, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. I guess. Um, all right, let's yeah. go to the eat. I, I just, one more thing. I just, I yeah. feel like more so than I've ever felt before that kind of the top eight, or nine teams are locks. Like, I don't think we're going to see any teams that are not these kind of 10 teams that we've just talked about in the playoffs. Like you're saying, like, I have no idea what the order is going to be. I don't see the Kings. I don't see the Pelicans Spurs. Like, I don't see those guys. Are you saying it on this podcast? The Timberwolves are a lock to make the play in. No, sorry. No, I should clarify. I really mean that. I really mean the top eight. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess you could see the nine or 10 kind of shifting around, but I don't, I think between like, yeah, Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Warriors, Mavs, Nuggets, Blazers, Clippers, I'd be shocked if any of those teams missed the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think that's fair. That's a big, yeah, big injury. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to the East. Um, I have the uh, Nets as the number one seed, and obviously we have a lot to talk about there with like Kyrie seemingly mm-hmm. like not going to play, um, which all is like predi- which is predictable but unpredictable, and um, I, you know. I'll wait till, till you give your rankings, but like, you know, I do think like we similar to how we talked about like Kawhi, where it's like, you know, people ask if, well, can the Nets win without Kyrie? It's like, I think when you know that you're not going to have him for the whole year, it's easier than having him for half the games. Um, The, 
when we could just talk about this now. Yeah. I mean, the the rest of the Nets roster is also so much better. Yeah. Than the rest of some and of the like other Patty, teams that are You get Patty Mills. And that's what I mean. Like even yeah. beyond Katie and Harden, like Patty Mills, even like if Lamarcus Aldridge comes back and is decent, Blake Griffin yeah, will give you Paul a couple Millsap. games. Millsap, yeah. Even like Nick Claxton is getting better. Like there's these guys who are just like um uh they, I mean, what's his name? Um Joe Bruce Harris. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, they got a nice nice team. Joe Harris, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, like you again, you'd rather have Kyrie than not have him. But then again, like last year, he also missed like three weeks just because he yeah. wanted to leave. I don't know. It's a, he's such a weird guy that like when he's on, he's on. But it's like, is that worth it? I don't. I don't know the answer. I mean, I think the best move for the Nets is to trade him. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. But trade him to a team that uh, like where he doesn't need to be vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, like Wizards. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, they get Bradley Beal. Um, oh <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Then I have the Nets, or sorry, then I have the Bucks at the number two seed. I have the Heat at three. And the more I think about it, is like they might be the team that, similar to what you said, where yep. like they're with Butler and Lowry, that maybe they don't try as hard. So maybe that's high. Um, the Seventy Sixers at four, just because like I don't know what they're going to get for Simmons, or like obviously he's not going to play. So where does that fit in? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I have the Celtics on, at five. I'm actually a lot higher on the Celtics than than fifth here, but I just didn't know who to put them up ahead of. Um, and they're also like that sneaky Bradley Beal landing spot, perhaps. Um, I have the Bulls six. Uh, I really like Zach Levine and, and like Lonzo Ball. I think that's a fun team. I think all their moves this offseason, but maybe besides the DeRozan one made sense, but um, I like that. Um, the Hawks at seven, which I probably understand is like two low because they made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But again, I'm looking at these teams and I'm like, I don't, I don't know where they quite fit in. Um, I hate to say that they had like a lucky playoff run, but it seemed like maybe they did. Um, the Knicks at eight, just simply because I don't think there's like tons of talent, but I think Tibbs just is going to get you 41 wins by himself. Um, Pacers at nine, Rick Carlisle, like that move. And then I have the Hornets at 10 and that's a team that could be like the four seed too. And I wouldn't be shocked, but um, what do you got? Yeah, the Hornets this year could kind of be uh, last year's Hawks. And there are some parallels. Yeah. Um, I have mine are pretty similar. I actually found the East surprisingly hard. I think that this Eastern conference is more interesting this year than it's been in several years. Um, I actually think the bucks are going to finish with the best regular season record. I have them at number one nets at two. I have the Celtics at three. I think the Celtics again, another team with kind of a lot to prove. Um, yeah. New head coach. Yeah, new head coach and also just like a couple of guys who really want to prove that they can be superstars. Um, yeah. And I, I think they probably can be, but this is kind of, we need to see it. Um, Sixers at four. I just, I think they're better than four, but I just, with all the Simmons stuff, I really, it's hard. Yeah. Put them higher. And then suddenly like if, if Embiid does get hurt, it's like, okay, that's the so Tobias Harris that, show, you know, that's like, it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Although again, like they're another team with like some nice supporting pieces, but certainly not enough to get home court advantage without their stars. I mean, yeah. what team in the league is so yeah. Uh, Bulls at five. I think they're just going to put up so many points and just outgun a lot of teams in the regular season. I don't think they're making it far in the playoffs, but like, yeah, I think they're a perfect regular season team. I have the heat at six for the exact reason you mentioned, which is that I think, Lowry and Jimmy are just going to get a lot of rest and they're just going to try to bludgeon people in the playoffs, which is going to be awesome, but I don't think they're going to have home court. Uh, Hawks at seven. I agree with you. They're super deep. It's really interesting. Um, 
I don't know. It's like if a couple of those young guys really pop, then yeah, they could like be the Cam, two seed. Yeah, Cam Reddish, like who knows? Yeah. You know, but it's I don't know. And then yeah, eight Knicks, nine Hornets, ten Pacers. Um, the bottom of the East is sneaky interesting because I think the Pacers and the Hornets are actually both pretty good. Yeah. Um, and they could really be pushing the like I wouldn't be surprised to see the Knicks fall out, you know, fall to ten. Um but you know, Randall was really, really good last year. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, dude, it's hard. And then like even a team like the Wizards, you could tell me like makes a weird run if they keep Beal yeah. and then like they, they they think they got deeper with the Russell Westbrook trade. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um it's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be fun. Um let's just go to our finals pick right now. Um sure. So the the odds are right now, um, if you were to bet on the DraftKings uh sportsbook app. Uh, the Nets are two to one odds. The Lakers are four to one. Bucks are nine to one. Warriors eleven to one, which seems hilarious to me. Uh, Jazz fifteen to one. Clippers seventeen to one, along with the Suns. Seventy Sixers sneaky good bet at twenty to one. Uh, Nuggets twenty to one. Heat twenty five to one. Mavericks twenty eight to one. Hawks thirty five to one. Um, then you have the Celtics forty to one. Blazers eighty to one. Bulls eighty to one. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I think. For, for me, um, I, I like the Nets. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I know. Crazy. <laughs> but, I, but I do like the Nets. But yeah. but I guess if, if I'm making bets, we can obviously use a sportsbook app here in Minnesota. But um, if I was to make a bet on this, I really like the 76ers at 20 to 1. Yeah. Because if all of a sudden you get like CJ McCollum for Ben mm-hmm. Simmons and you are able to get like maybe another piece with that too, it's like, oh, then they're the number two or three seed in that in the East again. Um, and then I like the Celtics at 41. If there's like a, yeah. you know, any, any potential trade there too, I think those are good odds. Yeah. I also obviously think the Nets are going to win. Um, but I think my favorite bet is the Jazz. Um, just because I 15 really, to one. Yeah. Like if everyone's healthy and they really catch fire, like they're, they're the only team I can think of that I think could really go at their best toe to toe at the Nets in terms of like being able to catch fire on offense and keep up there and also be really good on the defensive end. So, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I'm not going to make a two to one bet when I go. To yeah, Vegas I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like the Lakers at four to one and the, like the Warriors at 11 to one just seems silly right. to me. Um, all right. With that being said, you know, let's just go right into our DraftKings read before we get to some of the other things. Um, you guys, hockey is back and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice, um, which I don't know what, what the competition there is. Like the greatest sport on curling. Ice. Curling, I guess. Yeah, um, that's not saying much. Uh, you just kind of win by default. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. This is all new language to me. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN or use the code THPN. With our that's that's our hockey podcast network. There are friends over there. Um, throw down one dollar in any hockey game and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal this week. One puck in the net scores you a big win with the promo code TBPN or THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty one years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollars deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. I've often um, been called a one-time clapper. <laughs> the old one-time clapper, Julian Andrews. Um, yeah, I've never been called that. Um, okay. Uh, 
MVP. So the more I look at your pick, I enjoy yours much more. Um, nice. But I took, um, so the MVP odds uh, via uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, Luca is the favorite at uh, th- plus 380. Uh, Durant is six to one. Embiid is seven to one. Giannis and Steph Curry are nine to one. Damian Lillard, 14 to one. Uh, Jokic, the uh, defending MVP and LeBron James are 15 to one. Then you have Harden and Trey Young at 20 to one. Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't seem like he's going to play this year. Um, Russell Westbrook are all 25 to one. Paul George, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, 30 to one. And Zion Williamson, it's 40 to one. Um, Dude, I took there are some intriguing picks here. Yeah, I, I took Embiid with the seven to one. Um, and like, I know I'm basically arguing against like the logic here because my logic is if Embiid can stay healthy, which he just never has been able to, but it, it, like if the, if the 76ers are able to stay in like the top four and even if like, let's like, especially if they don't trade Simmons right away and Embiid's averaging like 32 and 15 and like six assists, um, I, cause again, like Embiid was going to win it last year if he doesn't get hurt. So um, I like that for value. Um, I like your pick, so I won't ruin it, but I, I also like Devin Booker at 25 to mm. one. I think that's like, if the, the Suns are like the number two seed and Chris Paul plays less minutes. Um, I like that. I like that bet. Uh, who I, do you uh, so my favorite pick here is Harden at 20. Yeah. I think that's yep. kind of a ridiculous odds to get on that. Cause if the nets are really good and KD doesn't play a lot of games or if he, you know, if- or Kyrie, or yeah, Kyrie doesn't play. Sorry. Yeah. If Kyrie yeah. doesn't play a lot of games and Harden, you know, just averages a ton of points. I could see, I could see Harden being the star of the nets this year, um, even over KD. Um, in terms of value, I think Jason Tatum is interesting. Um, I don't think I would put my money there, but I think that's interesting. 30 think, to one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think Paul George is interesting for reasons we've talked about before. And I think AD is a really interesting pick. I like the Durant um, or like, I know six to one's not like super intriguing, but I do like the Durant or Harden angle. Yeah. Like if, if you're right. not getting, if you're not getting Kyrie, the um, problem with the heart. And I mean, the reason Harden has these odds is if the nets are really good, probably KD's winning, right? Yeah. You, you probably think so. Like the only scenario I think where that probably doesn't happen is if like KD misses 20 games in the middle of the season and Harden's the one that like carried them kind yeah, of like or, similar or to like, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm similar to what happened last year, right? Like yeah. Harden came over and it was like, Oh shit. Like he's averaging 12 assists per game. And he's like changed his whole game. I mean, because we forget like the lasting memory of Harden last year was just like hobbling around the court, unable to shoot. But when like he changed his entire game for Brooklyn and then, then I think we're all like, Oh yeah, like he's really good. We forgot. Like we were so sick of him in Houston, but like he's able to change his game literally like game to game yeah. for whatever his team needs from him. I'm convinced now. Like, I think that even if Katie's healthy, Harden could win just because he, he could, I mean, his stats could blow Katie's out of the water. If yeah, if Harden, like really, you know, Harden could shoot it. Like nobody, like if he's averaging like 30 points and 10 assists and eight rebounds a game, like he's going to win. So yeah, I don't know. we'll see. No, I like that a lot, but you're right. A lot of intriguing bets. Certainly. Um, and like the Luca, like I love Luca more than anybody, I but like get why he's the favorite. Yeah, plus three. Like if if the Mavericks are the sixth seed, I mean, I don't. I don't like I, it yeah. seems like somebody else probably wins. Um, all right, let's go to the rookie of the year. Um, the odds are, uh, Cade Cunningham is plus two fifty. Jalen Green is plus two seventy five. Jalen Suggs 
plus 700. Evan Mobley is plus 800 and Scotty Barnes is plus 1200. And then, um, you know, after that, it's pretty much all, uh, kind of long shots. So, um, I, I like Jalen green in Houston. I don't necessarily think that he's like the best player in the draft or in mm-hmm. the, the rookie class, but I think he's just going to play like 40 minutes a game and yeah. he's going to average like 24 points a game and his percentages might be bad, but like, I think yeah, he'll be one of those that guys that guy. like, even if the Rockets win like 17 games, um, I think he'll be like, Oh wow. Like this guy can really score. Um, I think the one thing to watch with him is that there are other young guys in Houston that Houston is trying to develop. So if he struggles early, I could kind of see like, Oh, maybe this is more of the Kevin Porter jr. Show. Like, yeah, you, you know, like, but I, I think that's a good pick. Um, who do you got? I think I picked Suggs. Um, yeah. I like that though. I'm now not feeling great about, but we'll see. I don't know. My favorite sleeper pick is uh Sangoon. Alperin Sangoon. Yeah, plus twelve hundred. Yeah. Um, I think all of these other people on this list, uh, there's no freaking way. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like Mitchell a lot from Sacramento, but they yeah, just have he's like not 15, winning rookie of the year. They on have that 15 roster guards. Though. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to like pick a deep sleeper for fun. Maybe Franz. Wagner, Wagner. If 35, Trey man has looked good. Like that's the other thing. If Zion is hurt and then Ingram goes down and Trey man just goes off, that could happen. But now we're really getting into, I, I mean, I like the Suggs territory. plus 700. The only mm-hmm. problem is like Suggs is going to be the guy who averages like 14 points, eight assists and like yeah. five rebounds. Even if he's like more valuable to his team, like mm-hmm. Cunningham's going to average something similar. Jalen Green is going to have average more points. Yeah, Evan we Mobley talked about Cunningham. I think Evan Mobley would be the worst bet simply because I think big men mm-hmm. are just and they, they they have big men in Cleveland. So yeah. if there is like a similar to what we saw last year with Wiseman, like if there's a slow learning curve, it's like well, that's not. It's, yeah, it's not going to yeah. work. Um, uh, yeah, Cunningham. Kind of, I mean, Cunningham. Like, I'm just a little worried about some of the. Oh, like maybe Killian Hayes is the point guard you, yeah. you know like and maybe that's insane because kate cunningham is way better than killian is and so he'll eventually be a better player but i wonder if that could kind of slow his learning development i also wonder about Suggs and cole anthony like how that's going to kind of work itself out i don't know teams just like don't give up on their guys right away so i like yeah. Jalen green because i don't know it's really interesting that all of the kind of top picks in this draft are going places where there are kind of already people who play their position you know it's the not own- like the it's only not, exception yeah. is is Suggs. Yeah, true. Yeah, because well, Orlando yeah, hasn't had a point guard in ten years. We have Markel Fultz. Well, that's yeah, no, that's true. yeah. We'll see. I had like a good point guard since um, Jameer Nelson. I don't think. Um, okay, uh, those are our predictions. We will uh, take a look back at them um, later in the year, and we'll be really wrong. Uh, let's get into our three star sports card card corner. Um, three star sports cards. Uh, Big thank you for sponsoring our pod. Uh, if you're in the Twin Cities area or if you're traveling to the Twin Cities ever, they have uh, a location in Bloomington um, and they have a location in Little Canada. They have so much product. They have tons, like whatever you want. Um, they have um, any sort of, uh, you know, if you need cases or whatever. So um, they've been great. Um, I go through them to grade PSA. Obviously, PSA is down right now, but um, it will soon be back up. So um, I'm going to go through one thing that I like and one thing that I do not like. Um, one thing I like. So Timberwolves fans will like this. Um, I I really like going in on Anthony Edwards cards right now. Um, 
two weeks ago, I bought an SGC 9.5 rated rookie. And I think I got it for like 45 or 46 bucks, um, which let's wow. just say that you crack that and you send it in a PSA. You hope it's a nine or a 10, um, but I'll, pro- I'll probably keep it in SGC. I don't really want to do that, but um, PSA is down. I think people are getting impatient and this, this goes for really any guy that you like. So, you know, for me, I'm focusing on someone like Edwards, but people are getting impatient. And I think they're flipping cards uh, now because they don't want to wait for, for PSA to open or they're grading through SGC or other companies, which, uh, is not a bad thing. I've, I've, I've gone through SGC as well, but, um, I, I mean, the, the value on SGC is just lower than what PSA would be. So, yeah. um, I don't know, like, yeah, then you keep the SGC of that player and then you see if SGC grows, but if it doesn't and it tanks, you can always crack the case and then send that card back into to PSA to see it. So, um, I guess one thing I like is it's a really good time to just buy whoever you like, maybe with the exception of like the big hitters still like, um, you know, like Lamelo ball, obviously like sure. LeBron Durant, but like they're like, if there's a rookie last from last year's class, like I think, uh, Eric Neesmith from the Celtics is a good example of he had some shine. If you really like someone like that, there's no cards of them graded that you're probably going to get them all for really cheap. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's it's a good time. Uh, one thing I don't like, and I guess this had a lot to do with how football went. Um, I don't like select retail basketball. So mm. basically, I think Panini is making a, and this is like kind of appreciated, but I think they're making a big pitch to make cards more available because nobody can get them. And I think the one product that they're creating tons of cards for is select, which always used to be like one of the top tier uh brand you know like prism and, and select were kind of right up there um but they're i think they're just printing so many of them now and i know for football at least it was like the like the variations weren't even that rare um mm. so i don't know and like it, it's kind of similar to prism where they're like i think they just print so much of it so um i you know i i hate to say like if you're gonna buy select buy hobby but if you're gonna buy select i'd rather spend five hundred dollars on a select hobby box where I know I can get something numbered or get yeah. something rare rather than getting a bunch of base select cards that they're just going to print forever because they want people to be able to get their hands on some sort of product. So um, I'm probably staying away from select retail. Um, still not opposed to select uh, hobby though. So yeah, otherwise I'm trying to think cards that I bought. Uh, I bought, I bought a Luka Doncic optic PSA nine rated rookie um, that went for like 150 bucks. Um, so yeah trying to think what else i i bought a box today of crown royal um it's like their hybrid and i got like a, a cool Giannis and, and a cool steph curry insert so yeah right. um I- anything you guys hit send our way but yeah um basketball season it's 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 right around the corner and i think a lot of these guys yeah it, it does it does it does it does and um yeah so julian we'll be back next week we'll probably talk wolves um preseason game from friday just like overall reactions from that um and then do they only have two preseason games i don't know i was looking at that let me let me just check this out play tomorrow um and then they play it looks like they play tomorrow then they play wow they have monday two more yeah monday against the clippers uh clippers and then they play the nets on that following thursday Okay. So, um, okay. So t- three more preseason games. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I guess on, 
Monday's podcast will probably go over the for, uh, Friday's preseason game, and we'll talk about Monday's preseason game. Um, yeah, so uh, plenty of lots. Yeah, a, a lot to talk about, but um, sweet. Well, Julian, thank you so much, my man. You too. Um, so you'll see if you want to watch this while well, you're listening already, so you don't want to watch it, but it'll be on YouTube. Um, and then we're going to try to create more, more video clips that we can share online for you guys. Um, in between the work days, I, I have some time to edit some stuff. So, um, all right, Julian, thank you so much, man. Everybody listening, you guys rock. Uh, go Wolves. Ten thousand layups.